0: This is the Halftime Show with Umar al on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes, yes. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, Karim Benzema is in the headlines following being told he will never play for france again now with that in mind he is thinking of switching countries as he originally is Algerian or he could even play for Spain because he's been there for 10 years which would you pick if you were him in other sports news plenty happening in the UAE from the world Paralympic championships to the world Jiu-Jitsu championships the UAE is where it's at right now folks you've got to be excited to be part of the UAE because there's so many events happening plenty of things happening it's popping even to the point where brazil are coming to play here next week that's right folks you heard it brazil are coming to play here this week on the 19th against south korea Uh, and so you know you know we're going to be covering that it's popping on the halftime show and the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves to fire and What's a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport international and local. So, on the menu today, we got Karim Benzema. Now, for those who don't know, Karim Benzema, who has found himself frozen out of the French national team, is an international footballer who plays for France, or did play for France, and plays for Real Madrid. Now, Benzema has been frozen out of the French national team and is no longer required. So, what the message of the day, and if you tuned in on, uh, on the Instagram earlier, I mentioned that I had a poll to say, what would you do in his position? So he's been frozen out of the France team, yet he's originally from Algeria and he's played for 10 years in Spain, so can also qualify under Spanish citizenship. What would you do? Would you play for Algeria or Spain? Text us on 4215 Ittasalat or do or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Omar Aldouri or Pulse95 Radio. So now that we've established that Benzema has been told he'll never play for France again, Benzema originally does come from Algeria. So his roots are Algerian. So that could be an option. Could you imagine with the current club? Klopp- a crop of talented footballers if Benzema was to join them. Now, I have heard whispers that uh, the Algerian coach, an outstanding coach, has said he's not required to Algeria and he has too many strikers. And I can see how his loyalty would be towards his own players. But seeing as he's played for 10 years in Spain, he can actually play for Spain. So, what would you do if you were Benzema? Text us on four two one five itasalat or do or slide into our DMs at Pulse ninety five Radio Omar Duri. Now, there's a few stats I have for you when it comes to Karim Benzema that you might have heard of and these are true. He was part of the under-17 French football team, which won its maiden UEFA European under-17 football championship, which took place in France in 2004. He was part of that team, which consisted of players such as Hatem Ben Arfa, Samir Nazri, and Jeremy Menez. The French under-17 team beat Spain, ironically, in the final of the tournament with a late winner from Samir Nazri. Now that was one of them. He's also scored a total of 66 goals in 148 appearances across all competitions, making the switch to Real Madrid in 2011. Benzema won the French Football Player of the Year, which is kind of ironic now that he's no longer required, which made him the only, which made him only the second French player based in Spain to win the award, and also the second Real Madrid player to win the honor. Any guesses who was the first? Yup, yeah, the man himself. Zinedine Zidane was the first player to do that. Now in 2011, before the new season was underway, Zinedine Zidane and Laurent Blanc, the French national team coach, told Benzema he needed to lose weight. So Benzema joined the clinic in Italy to lose weight in order to make him more efficient as a player. The trick worked, ladies and gentlemen, and Benzema scored 32 goals in all competitions that season. It's been his most successful season up to date, so that tells you a lot about the way he takes advice on board. He also got the fastest goal in El Clasico in 2011 after just 21 seconds. Now if we remember, if we rewind back then, the likes of Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi and Bale all featured in that game and despite Madrid scoring first, Barca did win 3-1. So his record is still intact and still is the fastest goal in the El Clasico. And that tells you what kind of player he is. But what would you guys do? Now, it's kind of unfortunate France for whatever reason. I know he's had issues off the field. But we all deserve a second chance. France have frozen him out. Is he better than what's there currently? Olivier Giroud is the starting striker who plays up front. Griezmann kind of flirts around uh, the attacking area. But is Benzema better than Giroud? And I guess Giroud is one of the most underrated players forwards in the world but he's one of those players that the players appreciate more than the actual fans so that tells you does benzema deserve to be part of that setup or not and for whatever reason whatever issues he's had off the field does he deserve a spot in that team what would you do if you're kareem benzema text us on 4215 it's a lot or do and coming up next plenty of things happening in the uae we've got the paralympics the Jiu-Jitsu World Championship. We've even got Brazil coming to play out here. It's so much happening in the UAE. It's definitely the place to be. And like the Halftime Show, it's the only place to be at three on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in and are mad at yourself for missing out on the first part of our show, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Aldouri and we are there, folks. Plenty of really, really good topics. we got mental health we got um, physical and emotional stress, we've also got gut foods to help elevate performance and development locally and internationally in sport. so plenty of stuff to talk about there. And talking about local and international sport, I, I've spoken about the Paralympics um, in the UAE and how incredible these athletes are and how inspiring they are, not just to, um, to, to people in sport, but outside as well, you know, they, they've... They've really held an amazing account themselves. And speaking of someone who's held an amazing account themselves, Al-Hamadi dedicated his gold medal to the people of the UAE. And for those who don't know, um, it's a big deal to be representing your nation, especially at the Paralympics. And it was incredible that he ended up doing that. He's a world record holder in his favorite men's 800 meter T-34 And the 34-year-old powered his way to a gold medal and also his third medal at this competition with a championship record time of 1 minute and 44 seconds. Incredible. Unbelievable. And chasing him in second was arch rival uh, Walid Ketila of Tunisia, who also did a good joint. You know, shout out to Tunisia as well. And this is where it puts things in perspective, folks. A lot of people uh, watching the Paralympics kind of self-reflect and see you know what's happening in in their own life and speaking of people who are tuned in on the instagram live at pulse 95 radio our favorite people are tuned in and shout outs go to Tarek Tamtam, Tam, uh, the life of Tarek as well uh from the uk layali and moza here from the uae who are always showing love to the halftime social shout out to you guys and that's something else that we you know we love here we love the support and the halftime show be nothing without you guys. And speaking of support, we had Noor Al-Harmoudi on the show um, a week ago. And she was talking about, you know, the Jiu-Jitsu World Championship. And she has actually kicked off her campaign. And it gets underway. So make sure, guys, you're supporting Noor Al-Harmoudi as she takes on... Uh, the world championship representing the UAE. Now, the UAE national team will have 76 athletes across the men's and women's categories competing in different belts and weight classes, along with more than 1,500 athletes from 69 countries. Wow. Talk about pressure. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. But I'll tell you one thing, Nora Hamoudi's in their shoes and she's down there. So make sure if you are going down there, you're showing love and supporting her. She's one of our half-timers especially and someone who's been on the show, very humble, very grounded and has an incredible story. And if you did miss her story, it's on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Remember, you can type in the halftime show and we are there. So the UA national team will have 76 athletes across the men and women's categories competing in different belts and weight classes. So that's a big thing. And, um, and I'm really excited to see how they do. You know, there's so many different um, so many different elements to the Jiu-Jitsu World Championship. And as we've highlighted, as a skill, it's definitely one that you evolve with several repetitions, several um, moments of discomfort, and all actually being served. So <laughs> you've got to actually be able to lose to win. And that way you kind of take on where you went wrong and you evolve. And that's what was really, really impressive. Um, about, you know, about that. And talking about impressive, there was two female athletes, um, female para-athletes who came, you know, to the front um, in the World Para uh, Athletic Championships. And the reason why I mentioned them is because one of them is Indonesian. Her name is Charisma Evi Tariani, who uh, powered her way to gold with a new uh, world record on the 100 meters T63, with British youngster Sophie Han helped herself as well to a second with 200 meters. Now, I love these stories because with each athlete comes a story, comes their journey. And these two definitely, definitely showed uh, a lot of adversity to overcome where they were at. So shout out to those two as well. There's so much that goes on in the world of sport that helps you self-reflect on what you're doing. And that's why I love sports. And that's why I love the Halftime Show. Because we get to highlight. We use this platform to highlight athletes from all over the world who have their own journey, have their own battle. And, uh, you know, for those that were tuning on the Instagram live uh, during the break, I had uh, Mr. Mikhail Atiyah uh, from the Afternoon Karak, who was also shedding his inspirational journey. And shout out to him for losing a lot of weight so far. And it's going to continue. So that's another one of my brothers that I have to give a shout out to. And speaking about people who are... On the world stage lionel messi fired argentina to beat brazil one nil and that was big and brazil come to the uae to face south korea tomorrow uh on the 19th here in the uae in abu dhabi so it's going to be big to watch them actually you know everyone wants to see the you know their their heroes or their football idols and this is a chance for you folks to actually get a chance to see uh brazil neymar and co and you know the brazil team does have a certain flavor to it so if you are heading down there make sure you uh make sure you tag us make sure you text us make sure you tell us how it went so we can actually shout that out on wednesday when we see you because i'd want to know exactly what happened all this and more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar and on Pulse on, on. 95. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury, and I am your host covering everything sport, international, local and talking about international. The European Championships 2020 are underway in terms of the qualification is done and now we can finally have a better idea of who is going to be qualifying in the tournament. Now, those who have qualified already, let's run through them. England, France, Russia, Belgium, Italy, Ukraine, Poland, Spain, Czech Republic, Turkey, Finland. Shout out to Finland. Sweden, powerhouse, Netherlands are in the building. Germany, Austria, Croatia, and Portugal. Now, that's who we have so far, right? But how will they draw uh, these teams? The 24 qualifiers will be split into six groups through a seeding system that is calculated based on final position, points, goal difference, away goal scored, number of wins, number of away wins, disciplinary record and position in overall UEFA National League rankings. So with the European Championships, what do we have to expect? Now, certain things happen at the moment. Firstly, it will be in June. It will be between June 12th and July 12th. So it will be running for exactly a month. And it will be in Dublin, Glasgow and London. Which is going to be amazing. Uh, shout out to London and Glasgow, of course. Um, in terms of the the, the, the pending uh, teams that are in there, who's in the playoff contention? Uh, we've got four spots up for grabs through next year's playoffs. So Scotland, Northern Ireland, Iceland, Bosnia, Norway, Serbia, Serbia, Bulgaria, Israel, Romania, Georgia, North Macedonia, Kosovo, and Belarus. That's what's happening in that front. But who's going to stand out for you guys? Text us on 4215-ITASALAT-ORDU or slide into our DMs on Insta at omalduri or at Pulse95radio and tell me who is going to win the tournament. Plenty of big teams coming up. And there's something about the Euros. Now, I know it doesn't have the South American teams like Brazil and Argentina, but it also takes the focus of players like Messi and Neymar and focuses on a certain Cristiano Ronaldo who has had his own issues when it's come down to um, Maurizio Sarri and Juventus. However, he has broken another crazy record and he's got 11 goals to break the all-time, all-time record of goal scoring, which is set by Ali Dai. So there's plenty of stuff to happen there. What do you make of France, Belgium, Spain, Holland possibly being the semi-finalists what do you guys think text us on 4215 or do or slide into the dms folks because this is going to be a very very good tournament we've got a lot of things happening in um in the euros and i to be honest with the European Championships and the World Cup, I, I like that. I, I You know, I can get into that. Um, with the friendlies and the endless qualification phases and all that, that kind of takes a toll. And I can't wait for the domestic leagues to be back this week. Once we get through the next two days, folks, I promise you, Game of Zones will be back on Saturday. Um, it's going to be huge. We've got some really good games. If you guys have a suggestion for who you want me to highlight for Game of Zones, let me know Um And I will promise you, I will definitely consider that as the highlight of the weekend for who's going to play. But coming up next, guys, we answer your questions, give you a few cheeky shout outs and tell you what's coming up this week on the Halftime Show. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. A little shout out for Marie Alduri who's tuned in on the Instagram live. Loves that track. Thought I'd do that for you. Um, thank me later. Um, We've got um, a couple of questions coming in. Uh, One of the questions is, what do you make of Cristiano Ronaldo breaking another record? Honestly, I've said this before on the show, we're too focused and infatuated by the rivalry between Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo that eventually when these two athletes actually stop, we will then look at each other and go, man, we were too busy going. He scored a hat-trick, he scored a hat-trick, he scored two goals, he scored two goals. He's won this with... Um, Portugal, he hasn't won this with Argentina. So many different things happening. But another record. And as I said earlier in the earlier segment, he's 11 away from breaking the all-time record. What a phenomenal athlete. But what people sometimes tend to forget is there's a two-year age gap between Cristiano and Lionel Messi. And that's two years, especially when you hit your 30s, folks. I'm sure some of you can vouch for me. I know I have. Um, The body doesn't react the way you wish it to. And Cristiano Ronaldo has kept his conditioning and his shape in immaculate immaculate condition and I say that because you could never tell he's in uh, he's in his 30s he looks like he's got a 20 year old's body but he's actually been looking after himself for his whole career so starting to feel certain few injuries doesn't surprise me how he maintains it and actually adapts to the style he plays you know in in the team whether it's for club or country that's the remarkable thing and uh, obviously, he secured himself in, uh, you know, Portugal with the European Championships. Will that be his last tournament, folks? 2020, he'll be, what, 33 then? Or will he just stick it out for one more World Cup and hit, you know, 35? Uh, that, that's something when it comes to Cristiano Ronaldo. I've had a message, actually, um, from a Liverpool fan, who uh, Simon, who said to me, uh, Omar, do you think Chelsea are lucky and is Lampard uh, getting success because he is working with what he has? Um, so, a couple of things on that note. I think Frank Lampard's done an incredible job. I think Jody Morris is the hidden uh, hero in that one because he's obviously integrated between the academies and the youth setup at Chelsea. I think that's brilliant um, what he's done. And I think what they've done to utilize uh, you know the the squad they have and also not allow people to leave which was a big thing because if you don't know Chelsea are under the transfer ban and are not allowed to sign any players but that might be revoked in January or the end of the year however how he's managed his team and how he's integrated a lot of the youth uh, players in that has been incredible also players like uh, Giroud um, who you know. who doesn't have a place in the starting lineup David Luiz left because he was told he was going to be surplus to requirements so several things that he's done has kind of worked and also if you tuned in the other day on Saturday I mentioned um, the, the discipline system they have the they fine players for being late for training late for matches and they make them pay it within 14 days so that can accumulate I think it was 2500 if you're late for match day and uh, you know 500 pounds per minute you're late which could be could be a bill and a half so yeah that tells you they've definitely done a lot of good things now now when they when they when the transfer ban is removed i wonder how he will do and who he will sign more like um they've really got the likes of hudson adoy mason mount tammy abraham uh, reese at right back uh, tamore in the middle um they had they got some very very good people uh in there but who will he sign and will that stunt The development and growth of the Chelsea lineup. And that's my take on it. Um, But the Premier League is back this weekend, folks. God, yes, it's about time. Premier League is back, and I can't wait uh, to highlight what's gonna be the game of zones. If it is from the Premier League, it could be from Syria or could be from La Liga or even the Bundesliga. You know how we do things here, folks, international and local. So that's wrapping up. And guess what, guys? That is full time on the halftime show. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for keeping me busy during the breaks. I will be back on Wednesday 3 to 4 on the only place to be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.